What's up, everybody? Hollywood Cole back with Clear Fire. What's up, Clear Fire? What's going on, man? It is the night before Thanksgiving, and we're going to take everybody back to a time, to the land before time, seems like <laughs> nowadays, man. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> and so... Um, it was before Clear had gray hair. Yeah, Clear's got gray hair. I've got a lot of gray hair. The gray streak you had at one time, the rogue look yeah. you had going on. Um, so let's take let's take everybody back. So first, let's just do a little can, context here. Can, can we can we before we jump in that? I, I got one one thing. Uh oh. Well, 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 we know that we're both dads, and we both like humor. I got a dad joke that I heard <laughs> this morning that I'd like to share. That is very much video game related. What you got? What did Mario say to Princess Peach? When he broke up with her. What did Mario say to Princess Peach when he broke up with her? Hmm. He said, It's not you. It's a me, a Mario. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is a terrible dad joke. <laughs> it made you laugh, oh, that's all gosh. that matters. It and did. it's a dad joke. I mean I got my that I use this as my turkey frying shirt, so I have, I fry turkeys every year for Thanksgiving. Always Wednesday night. Fried turkeys. Well, I just finished frying turkeys. That's why we're getting recording now because I got it done a little bit quicker. But I got my little Christmas shirt on to get in the spirit. Mary Force. Mary Force. And it's Grogu in a little Santa Claus outfit. Mary Force. Mary Force be with you down at the bottom. I see. I like it, man. I couldn't read it because the mic was in the way. Yeah. But, all right. Well, cool. Let's, uh, so we had, we had this idea to do this. Um, so let's, 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 let's put a little cut. So we're going to talk about some memories of our retro game past that we're kind of thankful for since it's Thanksgiving, right? Absolutely. And, and so, but let's do a little, so what are you talking about? Retro games. Let's do a little thing. So we were at the Mississippi Comic Con and so many people come up to us like, uh, and say this if you say hey you know they're like what is this what is this booth and we go oh this is uh, we do retro video game podcasts I'll say are you a retro gamer and they say oh yeah yeah I am I'll say okay cool what you play what do you play oh Xbox 360 you know or Playstation 2 I got, I got Grand Theft Auto 3 a couple times I'm <laughs> yeah, like retro gamer hey retro and they're like Not if it's 20, they're, they're like if it's 20 years or older it's retro I'm like it's not retro. They're like, it's over 20. I was like, look at it. I'm like, Dad, gummit, I'm old. Yeah, it's before these kids were yeah. born, <laughs> you know? You have the sad so realization you- when you do these things that you're a lot older <laughs> than you want to be. And, yeah, that's one of those punch-in-the-gut feelings when they start t- talking about retro and it's the games that you were playing and you're already an adult playing those games. Yeah, it is a realization that you're getting older, but I like getting older. I mean, it means you live longer. I don't mind being the old guy in the room, uh, but it does kind of go when you say, like you said, twenty. When you said that just now, twenty years are uh, older. You're like, wow, that's two thousand three, and you're like, yeah, that is Xbox three, right around Xbox three sixty, PlayStation two time, and you're like, yep. the people that we're talking to are probably like eighteen, so they weren't yep. even born. That's crazy. And so when you say, you know, when we're doing. Uh, let's plays with Super Nintendo or NES, original NES. That's like 
when we were 19, somebody doing, well, they didn't even have games, but like the, the Atari, you know, 2600, which you're like, oh, dude, no, man, that's, yeah. uh, what good is that? So I get it. So maybe we'll have to start doing some more of that mid-range retro if we can, but. I don't know if I can, man. I don't know if I bring myself to calling it retro. That's the only problem. I don't, I don't think I can call it retro yeah. just yet. <laughs> There's got to be another word for it, right? You know, it's got to be some other word. Metro. I don't know. It's so different. You know, <laughs> rather than meeting the middle of the road, retro. I like, like pre-modern. <laughs> mm, I, I would yeah. call it post-modern, but it's not post-modern because it's not. Yeah, it's not after-modern. Pre-modern, I mean. Post-retro. It's the post-retro era. There we go. Post-retro. I like that. I do so, post retro. <laughs> so, so um, I went to GameStop today and picked up Final Fantasy 16. It was super cheap. The new copy, the new copy was uh, less expensive than the than our used copy, and a, and yep. a PlayStation Five camera to do a little um, streaming or whatnot. At some point, we're already doing some stuff on YouTube, a lot of stuff on YouTube. So, if you hadn't checked us out on YouTube, check us out. Just put amp percent. So at HNKEXP, you can check us out there or just go to HNKEXP.com. You got the link to the YouTube on the uh, website? It should be. I will double check it. If it's not, I'll get it up there. So uh, that's one of the ways you can get a hold of it. But uh, so I told told the guy, he was like, what are you streaming? What are you doing? I was like, well, we're doing a little DMZ. So we do all these old games, retro games. And... And I told him the story about the 360s and the, cause he's like my age, right? He's like our age. And so he started telling his stories of his old retro stuff. And I said, okay, cool, man. I, I like it. I'm going to start bringing some of that into our podcast. So the year, we're not going to go that, we're not going to go that far back, clear. We're just going to go back to the 90s. <laughs> The 90s. You know, let's I mean, just go back to the 90s. I love it. We're not going to go that far back, but for most people, this is going to be uh, before you were born. This is probably the even before your parents century. were even together. <laughs> the 20th century, 1990. <laughs> Take it back to the last millennia. And so the 90s were awesome. I'm sure you've heard that. I'm sure you're probably sick of hearing that if you're younger, but if you're older, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, 80s were cool too, but we were really young. Um, but the 90s is when I was like, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, when we were really big into new, knowing what's going on and kind of having your own life with the retro games. And this is, I mean, again, you got to take this back. If you can't, no internet, no YouTubes. No internets, no YouTubes, no <laughs> Facebooks, nothing. This is, you, you shared it the old-fashioned way, talking, magazines. It's just so weird to think no internet. It is. It is really weird. But you had magazines, right? And uh, they did start sending VHS tapes out, which is just like YouTube videos, YouTube promos is pretty much all it was, which is cool. Nintendo Power did that. They sent out strategy guys to support their games. And so the point is you didn't really know what was uh what was good and what wasn't nintendo power we we had that coming in we had game pro coming in electronics gaming monthly sometimes and i thought i was king kong when i had a game pro and nintendo power oh, subscription was, dude yeah i was the game master bro 
And we're you know, always we're over at Hollywood's house on on <laughs> mail day for when those come in, and especially every once in a while they'll come in together at the same day. Ooh. That was like the hot day right there because you can only look at one in a magazine at a time. And so I, Hollywood, let me, let me see one of them while you look at the other one, and we'll switch. Every once in a while he'll let me do that. <laughs> so, so Game Pro had everything right. It had the PlayStation, Sega. Yep, and Nintendo Power, of course, only had Nintendo and Super Nintendo and the N sixty four. I just I don't remember if I kept it. I think this N sixty four is the highest I went with the Game Pros, and I got uh, then I stopped my subscription. You mean the Nintendo Power? But, yeah, Nintendo Power. Yeah, so the Nintendo Power. You know, when it after it got so when the GameCube come out, I wasn't getting Nintendo Powers anymore. Were you not getting Electronic Gaming Monthly? I think I did at one point, but those were like $5 at the store. Yeah. And I remember were, buying a lot of them. They were a little bit and cheaper, was, but they still had a little bit of stuff. I think it was a little bit of, I think I thought it was more like PC. It's not more PC. It's not. But, you know, it, it had PC in it, though. That's the one yeah. thing it did have. Yeah. And so, you know, I didn't care too much for that. Even though we did play it, it was awesome uh, because the graphics were so much better. But well, clips of movies in them half the time. Yeah. So, uh, so at this time we had Super Nintendo. We, were, we didn't have any the NES. We were like, hey man, that's, that's old school. We don't want to play that. Had had the newest thing, Super Nintendo, and uh, you know you've heard clear the Sega guy. You had a Sega and Sega CD, right? I had the Genesis, the CD, the 32X, and then the Saturn. Okay, you did have a 32X. I couldn't remember if you had a 32X or not. I forgot so, how I acquired it, but I acquired that one. So I wonder if you got that after, that. if I got it and then gave it to you. So I, I got one. For some reason, I think that I got that one actually from Drew, or from Rev. Okay. He might have got it from me, too. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't think he had, he had anything. We also had a 3DO. Yep. Which was a cool. That was the new thing that was supposed to be. We need to do. I think did we? We hadn't done a podcast on 3D. We need no, to tell really the story. Hadn't. We probably need to the, go through that because that's actually a pretty interesting story on that too. Yeah, the 3DO, the new experiment kind of thing that they did, and uh, that was before the PlayStation. The same thing, 32-bit disc system, which is has some really good games. But let me just let me just try to place our memory. So we talk about this all the time. NES, 8-bit, right? We knew the bits looked better. I mean, it looked better. That's all we knew about it. And 16-bit, so then a Super Nintendo comes out. And then when you're playing another game, not only is it cool that it's another game, but you just can't wait to see how deep this thing goes. Oh, no. Right, it's 16-bit. How cool is this game going to look at some point? They got to be so much bigger than the old 8-bit ones. Oh, yeah. So the guy at GameStop said, here's what he did. He said, you know, I bought Final Fantasy II before I even had enough money to get a Super Nintendo. Oh, wow. And I said, okay, I did that with Final Fantasy VII before I had a PlayStation. Yep. And, but, uh, but he said, so all I did was I just opened the box and looked at the manual for like two weeks before I got oh, the wow. game. I mean- so. But you had a man- but back then the manuals actually gave you information. Yeah, the manuals were like a little YouTube video if you want to look at that. They were almost like you- a uh, their own strategy guide in a way. I mean, it was like a it- tips and tricks, right? Exactly. If you look it up gave Final you some Fantasy the basic two, tips stuff. and tricks. Yeah, it gave you the controls. It gave you some- usually the RPGs kind of gave you a, a first kind of walkthrough of the first mm-hmm. maybe 15, 
30 minutes, maybe the first hour of the game or something. So, you know, how do you, I know I'm just, sorry, I'm just kind of trying to, how do you place that? How do you, how do you describe that feeling when that's what you did? And I, you know, you didn't have any idea what the game, you saw the commercials, you saw the Nintendo at, uh, power prints, you know, of the pictures and, and the hype that they potentially hyped it up with. And so your mind is just running wild. And, you know, and you're just, this is, this is all you have of the game. And you just got so hyped and it had the story in the manual, right? Here's the story. Here's the setting. Here's the, what led up to this. And man, you just got so pumped about it, dude. See, that reminds me a lot of, cause for us, we grew up in a town that had a teeny tiny Walmart, had not really much <laughs> else other than that. And so. Yeah, you could get some games at Walmart, but you couldn't get a lot. So you'd have to go to Jackson or go to Meridian to get a game, hit up a game store. So hours so away, about an hour away, 30 minutes it, to an yeah, hour Yeah, hour away. away, either direction. Either one, yeah. Meridian is one direction an hour away, and Jackson's an hour away the other direction. That makes me think about you know getting a game like when you go to Jackson and come back, because... I know it's not as long as that two-week period that that guy had to do, which that's just, oh my gosh, that's like torture to thinking about that. Yeah. But it's also, too, you're you're going to know how to really play the game after being in that manual that much. But just getting that game and knowing that, okay, I just bought this game. When am I going to get to get home to go play it? Because, you know, I had family that lived in Jackson, so we'd visit the family. And me, instead of sitting there getting all involved with the family... I'd start opening up my game and reading my manual because like Hollywood said, these manuals back then of the day, they just gave you so much more. I mean, I remember Toe Jam and Earl Plan uh Toe Jam and Earl Panic on Funkatron and reading that manual over and over and over. It's just you do it for hours on the end and it's just that you get that feeling of just that anxious feeling of wanting to play that game and finally putting it in your console, turning it on and hearing what you've read about for so long. Cause like I always said, you didn't have the internet to look up stuff. You didn't have anything like that. You just had magazines, maybe a couple TV ads. And of course on the Genesis side, there weren't as many ads on TV about the Genesis as there were Nintendo ads. It dominated it because they had the backing. They had a little, good bit more money than what Sega had. Even though Sega did put out some great commercials and ads, just didn't see them as often. And two, being in a small town, you don't get as much TV back then as what you do now. So so I'm looking at the Final Fantasy 2 manual right here that you get. You actually gave me. It's right here. Yep. 76 pages is how long this thing is. And I'm looking, I'm just perusing... I'm just perusing. Well, and the thing is that kind of like the, 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 you know, the title contents table, the table of contents page of the manual, because you had to have it when it's that big. I'll, so it's so in the design of the game, you know. Before you go, go a little bit further, it's just funny. I want to I bring up two things. One, I wonder how many people now, like under the age of 18, know and understand what a table of contents are. Yeah. And then two, when you get a second, I want you to grab one of your PS5 games off the shelf back there, pull its little dinky manual out, 
just for the two differences to see what now you get versus, in there. No, it's a piece of paper half the time. So it says, um, so I'm just kind of going through here because this is probably better. It's like a visual thing, of course. But like the third page three, the story begins and it talks about the story. So this is what you're reading. You don't know anything about the game. It's pictures all in it, obviously. The beginning and then uh, you get to, by the time you get to page like 19, explaining the battle and then the village of mist before the starting journey. Yes. So this is all the beginning of what happened and it goes all the way using the magic lit. Yeah. So he's reading about all the way to the antelion, Mount Hobbs, castle of fable. Wow. This goes all the way to the first fiend homeland baron. Wow, dude, this is going way deep. I don't, yeah, he's, yeah, he's a paladin already. Well, I'm curious now. Hold on. I'm sorry. I don't get too tall to hear. It's, it's wild here, to but think this that. Is how I mean, deep this goes. It goes, well, oh, cause I remember this cause it goes all the way to where, the venture leads you underground, and then that's when then it gives you a smooth hint, gives you an item list, weapons list, and the power, hit rate, armor, magic. Dude, yeah. So oh yeah, that's no, what he's reading. So great. And so for the people now that are gaming or whatever, the only way you're gonna get anything like that is one, if you buy retro games with the manuals, which now will pretty much almost immediately double the cost of that game to get a manual, at least in a decent condition. Or two, the one other company that I like right now, I mean, they hadn't put out any games lately that I'd want to get, was Limited Run Games, because the little instruction manual that came with Toe Jam and Earl back in the groove, oh my gosh, that thing was insanely thick. Like, it almost like felt like it was pushing the box open. I mean, it was a fat yeah, little yeah. thing. It was so great. And it makes me laugh to think about this because if you look in the um, game boxes now, PlayStation 5, Xbox games, they still even have the little clippies in there to hold the manual. <laughs> they haven't they taken do. that out yet. And they don't put manuals in. It's so weird. So one of the things I remember, this is far back. I think this is 1990, so it's right on the cusp of what we're talking about. I started getting Nintendo Power, and I started reading, like, what is it talking about? Dragon Warrior. And um, and it's like, it's acting like I have this game, and I, you know, I ended up getting it for Christmas because they sent out free copies of Dragon Warrior to all Nintendo Power members because we didn't know we didn't know what rpgs were it was like the first rpg for us and so they sent out you know, not only in this uh this obviously the, the game came with a manual this is an nes game it also had like they sent out like two strategy guides with it and i have both of them that oh, I, got. Dude. I had to get them on ebay i got two copies of one one's in like really good condition in a frame somebody framed oh, one wow that's nice yeah, then I got one I, that I just looked through that was so fun. I put a I put a video or something like a stream or something on like one of these socials a long time ago. We've been in this for a long time, so probably anyway. Like I don't know if it is still up there, but um, just to go through and just to walk through because to me, man, it was so cool to see those things. And so I got it. Didn't know what I was doing. Then go back and read those manuals and those instruction guides or strategy guides and that walk you through the game. Then I started loving, the, liking the game a lot. And I remember you came over there and played 
uh, as well and kind of helped you walk, walk you through it. Um, but dude, those are, you know, that was so cool. We had no idea what this thing was. <laughs> I just got a free oh, yeah. game in the mail. Now, what kind of games are so, is this, that's something that I don't know. Well, I mean, they wouldn't have to do it now. I guess, I guess the nearest thing would be like a battle Royale or like one of these, like, um, what's the name of that game? Knockout Kings or, or what is it? Knockout, uh, what are you running around? Oh my gosh. It was a thing that was where you got to compete. Fall guys. Yeah. What am I? Knockout guys. I don't know. There's a knockout. Like I'm a surprised knockout. There's you. Some, there, there's you a knockout that. game. So like you maybe start thinking about it. Cause there is one. Yeah, it's like a dodgeball or something game, but it's like these, but you know, what other genre will they, if that can exist now that it's just going to be so foreign to everybody, they just got to go, here's how you do it. I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, with everything pushed to digital stuff and with things like Games Pass, I mean, with Game Pass, I mean, it's just, I mean, yeah, you quote unquote get a free game now or free games. Well, I'm just saying, what kind of genre is so so foreign that somebody has to explain to us how to even do it? There's oh, yeah, no nah. such thing now. Well, the tutorials are kind of in the game now, but that's how they saved money by developing, spending 30 minutes of development of a new game saved money instead of just putting a, a piece of paper tell you how to do it. Oh, yeah, it'd I don't be cheaper get it. to put a booklet in there than it would be to do like the yeah, tutorial. Do a digital booklet. Yeah, but um. But anyway, so that was one of my one of my good memories. But I always think about this every time I think of old school. And I want you to help me because I couldn't remember this. So I had all the Super Nintendo. I had a Super Nintendo with a bunch of games, probably like 20 games. And you were the Sega. You had all the Sega stuff. And for some reason, I guess I just got bored of my games. And you don't just go buy a game either when you're a kid, obviously. I mean, some of you kids know that now. Well, you got, well, you got Game Pass free games, so you can always find something. We couldn't. So you played the game for a long time. You mastered the game or you know, got but close also, to it. But also, too, it was harder for us to beat games back then. Right. That's why. Because I they, mean, it really they were expensive back then. And, you know, they wanted to – that's what they end up saying, I think, is that they made it so hard. One of the reasons is so you get your money's worth. And it's funny, too, to think that most of the games from back then aren't half as long as games are now. But yet, you probably played them just as long, if not longer. Yeah. Yeah. It's was crazy to think about that. Yeah, you can get on there and do a let's play of it. If you're good at a game, it may you know we did the Jaws when it took 30 minutes or something. You know, or something or something. God, silly. I cannot. I can't. I can't even fathom how much time I wasted on Jaws trying to beat it. <laughs> so we traded. We made a trade. We had to, had to talk to the parents, the parental units. Is this okay to trade all this stuff for this? And I remember. Your mom was talking, I think, to Miss Alice, and you were finally, Mom, can we do this? Because you've been asking her forever. She's finally like, yes, that's fine, you know, because you'd been bothered about it forever. And I was like, oh, let's go do it. We ran off, and you had the Sega, and I think I just got the Sega CD and the um, Sega, because I want to say that I got the I got the 32X from Keith, because it didn't fit into the old Sega. It yeah, did, had, but we didn't have the stuff for it. Yeah, we, we you see, had a, a different set of cables to make it work with the old one. And we didn't have those and didn't know where to find them. Of course, being in the middle of nowhere in Mississippi, it's kind of hard to find some things. And uh, that's what happened. Oh my gosh, I remember now. <laughs> what happened? So, Drew, uh, Rev, he had a Gen 2 
Genesis with a 32X. And I just had the Gen 1 Genesis with the Sega CD. And he basically switched out because he didn't want the 32X anymore at all. He just hated it. Because, you know, I think I only had one game on it and he just hated it. And he's like, well, yeah, I'll swap you. You can take the second gen Genesis and the 32X and just give me the old gen. And that's how we did it. That's how I got the 32X. Uh, I got it from him. I just don't know how he got it. I just know that Rev and me were always, I was selling Rev stuff all the time. I gave my 3DO and we always played this game to these days. And the reason I say that, because Keith, this is the way I remember it, dude, and I've been known to remember stuff wrong, too, but, like, uh, the old Genesis, and it didn't fit. I remember that. Um, we're on page with that. And then Keith had a, a series, had the new Genesis. And I don't remember. I think I just bought it from him, the 32X. And But I was like, hey, dude, I need a, I need a new Genesis. I need a Series 2 like you got. And so I somehow traded with him. And, and I don't know if it was your Genesis, the old one that had the sound problems or whatever, but uh, but that's how I got one. And I thought, but that's after we, me and you had worked our thing out. So I had the, uh, so you had Sewer Shark on Sega CD. What games did you have on Sega CD and, and Genesis? You know, you had Toe Jam and Earl. You had the Sonic, of course. Toe Jam and Earl. Joe Montana, sport talk, Sports Talk yeah. Football. I had Comic Zone. Oh, you had Comic Zone. Mm-hmm. You, dang, that game's awesome. I got it back now. See, um, I think you got that after because we traded back at some point. Because I don't remember Comic. Yeah, I remember playing came Comic back Zone at later. Some point. I'm just trying, and I can't remember what games all I had before. Yeah, it's hard. Because I think you had um, Double Switch. Yeah, on so Sega I had, CD. I had Sewer Shark, a Dragon's Lair. What else? Oh, did you I had have? Dragon Slayer. Dragon's Lair. Dragon Slayer, I mean, you have the cartoon thing. His card thing where you had to just press the button at yeah, the timing yeah. and everything. It, it was Not it was a good. cool game because it looked like... It, cartoon. It looked like cartoon, and it was the closest thing that we've got on console to a PC game. Yeah. Except for you just didn't get to really control anything. You just, you know, pressed a button and hopefully the guy didn't die. You know, that's really all it was. Um, yeah. I, I can't remember. I know I had more than just the two of those. I'll yeah, see, it's, I know that's what's so hard. I'm trying to remember CD, this because I got Sonic oh, CD when it came out. Yeah, that's a um, good one, man. You had Lunar that was on play. Was that Lunar Silver Star on PlayStation? It's on I think you got that on PlayStation. Yeah, you still got, I got that. I got it. Well, yeah, I got it. Yeah, I still have God, it. That I, game was awesome. I, I got everything but the exterior box. Now I've got the yeah, leather bound book. So I've sick. got the fabric map. Yeah, it's. Uh, Dude, it was awesome so much things. fun, dude. Not just not to change gears, but I, we played it in college. I remember thinking, "God, this game is so fun, man! It just never ends. It keeps going." Mm-hmm. Oh, such a great game! I got to get back. I got it on PSP. It is just slow. I mean, there's only three that I can remember. I know, I, I know, had and you had a that. you had a ton. You had a ton of Genesis games. I had, um, I had at least six or seven Sega CD games. Well, see, I traded, I traded you like fifteen to twenty. Super Nintendo games for that. I had more now, Genesis you, you games me two than I had CDs uh, than I had yeah. the CDs. Because you um, had you bought Golden Axe one time and then we played it. And I loved it and you didn't like. it tell you weren't into it. I was like, man, this is game is awesome. You're like, no, nah, and you took I it. I know. Back. I hate. I, I hate. I got rid of that one. I, yeah, I you took it back. So I wish I would have kept it. But hey, 
you live and learn. Yeah, I can't remember, man, what we all have. But like you said, I know it was Toe Jam. We played that one all the time. Um, but for Super Nintendo, and I can't remember all mine either. I know I had Lethal Enforcers, mm-hmm. both the gone. That was a unique one. Super Punch Out, Donkey Kong Country, Final, Final Fantasy 2 and 3, Final Fight, F Zero, Mario World. That's eight. Pilot Wings. I didn't have Pilot Wings. I never mm-hmm. had Pilot Wings. No, I never had Pilot Wings. We played it at your house, I remember. Yeah, I, a, that was somebody. I, had to get, I borrowed it from somebody. Oh, uh, okay. For, I, uh, I just I remember we played Mitch. it for like weeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, we played it all the time. Yeah, I borrowed it from Mitch. I didn't. I never had Pilot Wings. Because um, I remember that. Like, I need to buy this game. It's fun, but I never bought it. But see, that's only eight. And I know I had... You had Street Fighter, and I can't remember which one. Oh, yeah, Super Street Fighter 2. And I had Street Fighter 2 Turbo, so that's 10. I had Mortal Kombat. Uh, I had two, but somebody stole it from school. I had but Mortal I Kombat I on Genesis, because that was one of the driving factors oh, for yeah. the Genesis. And then I had Royal Rumble. <laughs> that game mm-hmm. was terrible. <laughs> And we had Raw. We got a hold of Raw somehow. He might have bought Raw. I did, yeah. Because, I mean, we also had the... Don't forget, we had the uh, Terminator versus Robocop, Robocop versus Terminator. Oh, I love that game. Yeah. Yeah, you had that one. That was the one you got. Um, I got it back, too, and I forget which system I, I got it on. I got it's it on now. both Super Nintendo and Genesis. That's such a fun game. If you, that, if you want a good, cheap... Uh, the, last the, I looked, it was cheap. It is. It's not. It's not bad. But the funny thing is, is like the games are almost like they're similar, but they're almost different on the two different systems. So what's the differences? They play different. I forget exactly what it was, but I, I, when I saw that, I was like, I didn't realize there was differences. And I'm like, I think the Genesis doesn't have like certain character, uh, certain people, uh, bosses that you fought. They had different bosses, and I think it was hmm. some kind of like licensing agreement with them. <laughs> so yeah it was really weird you gotta use the T-1000 you gotta use the the Robocop killer or whatever that thing was called so dude there's so many secrets in that game I went back and oh, like there's yes. one stage we kept dying on and then I figured out just watched somebody play through it on YouTube and I was like oh there's so many secrets oh yeah all these cooler guns it's just so satisfying to shoot you know the robots and terminators and stuff it seems like it's just a cash grab game, but it, it actually, really was. I, mean, I don't know. It was just fun. <laughs> so, it was a blast. It was so much fun. I mean, and you got to play Robocop and Terminator in one game. You know, it wasn't like yeah. two, you didn't yeah. have two games to play the two different movies. They were movie fighting lines. each other. So, you were like Robo. You are Robocop. You are mm-hmm. Robocop running around. Yeah. I don't think you ever get to play as Terminator because Robocop was a good guy. Terminator's a bad guy. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, man, that's 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 only like ten games. I know maybe that's all I had, but I thought I had. Oh, a bunch you had a uh, uh, turtles, Mario All Stars. No, so you got turtles because I remember that uh, very clearly because I went over to your house. It's again, it's the way I remember it, I get, but I remember going over to your house. And you, you were just like, "Come over." We've told this story before on the podcast. Like, come over right now. That's I got right. This game. That's right. Yeah. And I went over there and I was just like, and I was just awestruck, dude. Like. Is this real, man? Like, is this game really real? It was just like the arcade game. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was the sickest feeling to ever. Because I, like, yeah, didn't know about it, didn't hear about yeah. it, and I just go over there and find this game that's just the same just way like with Mega Man arcade. X as well. Yep, I think I had Mega Man. You had Mega Man X. I, Mega Man X. Remember my story that I tell all the time about oh, it. I bought yeah. it because the cover. 
underwater yeah. stuff, man. That octopus on it. I had to get it. Because it's hard to remember because when we... Because if who bought it, right? It's yeah. hard to remember who bought it because we all shared it or whatever. But. Look, the one, the the one I always go back to, the, always the memory that I always have, and it's a it's a good memory, even though it's like one that I, you know, still mess with my mom about today. Is uh, you getting Final Fantasy two for Easter? <laughs> yeah. and I still still mess with her about that every time I talk. About it, I was like, so when are you gonna give me that video game for Easter, mom? Yeah, no, you didn't get games. You didn't get stuff no, like that for I Easter. Candy you got candy and a stu- yeah. I got candy and a little stuffed bunny and maybe a book. Uh, yeah, that's all. You- yeah, a book. <laughs> that's all you get. That's what I that's got. That's all I get. And I was like, can I get that Final Fantasy 2 for Easter? And that was like $70 back in 1990. And it's the only, like it's only time he, he got a now. game at Easter. It's just that one. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. still, it's the one that I hang on to forever. I'll always. Uh, I'll, I'll remember that to the day I die that you know you got that at Easter. And I had Secret of Mana too. Mm-hmm. Any any role playing game, Secret of Mana. Uh, you had a link I to the past. Link. I don't think I had that one again, man. That's one that I borrowed and kept. I could have sworn uh, you got that one. I could have sworn you got that one for like a Christmas or something. So I may be, I don't remember. Either I Christmas or it. birthday. I didn't get it for Christmas, so I can pretty much remember the games I got for. Well, I may have got it for birthday though. But uh, I usually got one game if I ask for it on birthday. But that's when I thought I borrowed a lot or I traded with somebody. Mm-hmm. That's maybe when it gets muddy because I know I, that does sound like I had that one. I love that game too. Oh, man. It's, even to this day, it's still a fun game to play. So I can look at the games I have now because I kind of try to go back and create, recreate. Chrono Trigger, dude. Oh, I had that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. can't believe I forgot that, man. Oh, that was okay. Chrono Trigger, dude. So anytime, so Square, so this is how this works. So Square Enix now, but it was just Square Soft back then before they before they paired up with Enix. We didn't get any 16-bit Dragon Warrior games from Enix. Uh, but uh, they had uh, anything that Square Soft made, and it had the whole numbers and the turn-based RPGs. You were, I was all over it, man. It I couldn't wait to get game. a hold of it. I yeah, love dude. those I mean, I love those games because, heck, the memories that I've got from that is... Not so much of me playing it, but like watching it like a movie while you played. You know, yeah, dude. I mean, that was and so just, much fun. That was a blast. This, this thing with the Chrono Trigger right now, just that opening music. Oh scene, yeah, it's just like not not the tick tock, but when you do 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 do, just the fair and stuff, dude. Oh my gosh, it's so these brilliant composers man oh yes unbelievable the music i mean they they do symphonies of this music to this day it's so good and uh it's it's unmatched i mean nobody wrote music for games even to this day doesn't write music for games like they did in the 90s it's just insane to think about the music I mean, for these RPGs, because you had these little sprites running around. Because that's the holdup. When you tell somebody now, like, hey, do Final Fantasy 3 is the best Super Nintendo game RPG to go go play it. And then people try to play it. If the ones that honestly try to play it, everyone that I've ever met, they always go, man, I just couldn't get past the graphics. Man, I couldn't get past the graphics. Because you got these games now, like Final Fantasy 16, which I'm going to play here shortly. Uh, I'm excited about. And then you go to like a sprite game. And so how do you convey Holy in the little text the box, the text box, there's no voices, you know, sorrow, happiness. It's this music, dude. 
It was always the music. music just makes it so great. And those are what, you know, music always so triggers the little thing in your brain. Just the pulls out that memory we, file. We say man, Final Fantasy III, Shadow. Every time Shadow came in, had that music. Oh, dude! I mean, every time <laughs> he came in, it, but... you knew it was Shadow was <laughs> around the corner when you heard that <laughs> music. <laughs> I mean, it was just like, oh my gosh! I mean, <laughs> Kefka when Kefka came in, had his had his music. Anytime you came up, with Kefka that uh, music Shadow played. music is. I mean, sick. just awesome. I mean, characters had their own. Theme that tells you who they are with the music. When you, when you get into an area, you know who it is. You don't anybody have to that look. played Final oh. Fantasy three, or so I keep saying six, but or thinking six, but three because we're talking American NES, Super NES. You could play any character's music; they'll know right away who it is. Oh, absolutely! And it does, it shows you, you know, science music. It has it uh, that big boastful mm-hmm. castle power. He's a warrior, right? And like you said, dun, dun, I mean, dun, dun, the shadow. It's just shadows that. like a ninja, like a, a mysterious figure, like the wet, you know, kind of like. But a he's kind of weird because he's kind of got western to it. But he's like a ninja. That's what was kind of yeah, the weird so thing. But you knew who he was. You know, Gal even had his own music, and it was just kind of yeah. the little like wispy thing. You know, wispy wild type of music. It's just so awesome how they captured your emotion through the music and not so much through all the talking like they do now. And I will say one thing, a nice little Easter egg for you to look for. When you save Final Fantasy 16, you get the sprites. Oh, good. They have the sprites. They look things. awesome. I love the sprites on Final Fantasy 16. That's cool. And so th- think about this. A young, impressionable, 12 years old kid eyes full of wonder can't wait to get out into the world into this own adventure knows nothing about the world and then you got these awesome adventurers on final fantasies uh three was the best one but in chrono trigger and final fantasy 2 with the music and just all this sick stuff happening cool stuff i can't wait man to go out there and have this big adventure just like my final fantasy characters when i'm that young dude i mean i really couldn't it was so awesome and they just added these, you know, adult um, kind of emotions and stuff into, into the story and, you know, betrayal, you know, and this kind oh, of stuff. Oh, gosh, and yes. Murder. <laughs> so it was such a great game and such great memories of those old Super Nintendo games. And that's why I got them right there. So, which, by the way, um, on all of that. So I was like, man, I don't really play the collection. It's fun to know that I can. I got it there. I don't really play. I'm pointing to my, when I said it right there, I'm pointing to my big video game collection. And I'm like. <laughs> big old cabinet full of yeah. stuff. I mean, full of all yeah. kinds of games. And I'm like, maybe I'll just sell everything except Nintendo stuff. Well, it turns out that's like 90% of my collection anyway. So it wouldn't even do anything. It would put <laughs> So most of it. my stuff's Nintendo, man. It's just crazy. Because I would not say I'm a Nintendo like fanboy guy. I would like, I mean, I've been playing PlayStation and Xbox mostly, but I do love that new Mario Wonder. But, um, but anyway, man, yeah. So Nintendo has been that just having them there no, helps me go. Yeah, you know what? And I did play Final Fantasy two that you got me. I really liked that. I got hooked on that. I got to the sisters and then turned it off or something. But I'm gonna get back into it again. Sorry, I'm pulling up something because you know, as we're talking about this, there's somebody that just made a that mentioned about it, and I've been posting all kinds of random, stupid stuff lately, and I don't know if I have that. I might have that post in my 
pictures. I, I have to save things all the time so I can share it later. Here it is. So this is from Christopher Nolan. Since we're talking about this retro and getting all of this and the feelings and the whole memory things here, Christopher Nolan says this. If you buy a 4K, uh, 4K UHD, it's on your shelf. It's yours. No company is going to break into your house and take it from you. That's never really the case with digital distribution. You're relying on the continued health of the supplier. So right. I know that I know that's pointed more at movies, but he has a point that blend that that very much translates into gaming. If you don't own it, physical media, you don't really own it at all. You've paid a company to quote unquote have access to it as long as they give you access to it and as long as they keep the access up for that. One day they're eventually going to quit having access to it because either one, they're going to fall two they're going to be bought and merged into another company or three, it's going to be the nuclear apocalypse and we're not going to have internet anymore. Yeah. And you'll be happy. You have your final fantasy <laughs> during that apocalypse in your bunker. Yep. So yeah, man, I mean, it's, that's the physical media deal that we talk about all the time. And, you know, and I look at a game like Baldur's Gate 3, which is a, you know, that's a unique game. I want to talk about that game one day. I want to play um, it now that I've, the more I've read about it, because it's a D&D game, flat out. Dude, it's straight up D&D, period. And, and so period. Like, if you don't like D&D, don't even play it. Because it's not D&D like fan. A, I it's love not a standard D&D. RPG. Well, if no. you get in it with the standard RPG ideas, it's not going to be as good as you think. The game's and, fine. The game's and tell good, me this, if this is true or not, because this is just a thing I read. You actually have dice rolls in it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, it's your D&D. When you have actual dice. Di- when you have actual dice rolls and not just have the RNG in the background, you're straight up D&D at that point. Well, I've heard it has like 40,000 endings or some kind of ridiculous, maybe four to 40,000 endings. Because So... Um, that's the game you want to play over and over and over. It's digital only, you know, and it's like, dude, oh, and I understand oh, it's PC. Oh, no, it's not. I no, know you not. can get a special not, edition and stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, they're, they're releasing it. It's on pre-order now, so you can actually get a hard copy of it. But the thing, again, is is even though with the disc, you have to log into a server to do it. So, I mean, it's really not physical even then. That's yeah. like with Destiny, with uh, Anthem, Diablo, all those games. like that. You stick it in the PlayStation Disc. or the Xbox, and it's just it's just your key to access it from their server. So yep. as soon as their server turns off, you're done. No more. We're done. Yeah, I hate that, man. And you know, it's just yeah, I hate that. I mean, SoCom, you know, they turned their servers off, and they had the fan made servers now that you can connect on. I mean, uh, they oddly, did that for a while technically, as well. you can still play SOCOM without them because you've got the maps and you play single player. It, it's a it's a game that's you you play it for the multiplayer, of course, because that's really what it's for. But you can at least still play it without the multiplayer and still play the actual. Yeah, like, so you can play the single stages. player, but yeah. But they do but, have they do have some fan made. You know, you can get on there and join their servers and like 20 people on at one time though it's you know it didn't hit just like it used to but um nah, but anyway it's never going to no afraid not i mean that started a revolution i mean it really did it started yeah. a movement in gaming with those first person shooters 
I mean, it was yeah. ahead of its time. It's an amazing game. And it's once again, it's another one of those memory things. I mean, I just the memories that I had from us with oh, having dude. the amazing we're do a whole, clan. So oh we were going to do a SOCOM 2 or a SOCOM. We did, I played all that with the combined assault SOCOM 3, but we're going to, um, we were going to do a review of it, but I think what we need to do is just get on here one day and do SOCOM stories. Oh, just absolutely. tell stories about it. And then we can deal with the game later. Cause man, I want to talk about that game. Let's we'll oh, man, do that. So we'll do that fun. soon. I want to do man. that soon, but, and, but and that I mean, is too, a that brings super back, memory. It brings back <laughs> the memories of land parties because that's like the first game that like console wise. I remember doing land parties. I did Halo, Halo land parties was my first one. And so I was just like, oh my gosh, I remember, remember doing it with that because it was just so much fun to have a couple TVs in a room. And of course, now back then, TVs weren't these little flat panel things that you can carry <laughs> around pretty easy. You had a lug, a freaking 90 pound oh, yeah. beast that you got like, it's probably 90 pounds and you got all of 15 inches of a TV screen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's oh why back gosh. then you didn't see, you didn't hear people stealing TVs. They were too yeah. big, too heavy. All right, I dropped the TV on my foot. I almost <laughs> got away from the cops, but I dropped it on my foot. Everybody like, what? <laughs> okay, how do you, you know, keep running then? No, not with those. Nope, you, you, you broke your foot most likely then. But another, real quick, man, this has got to be spoken. This has got, we can't leave this podcast without this being spoken. All right. We've only mentioned it one other time about seven years ago or six years ago, whenever we started this, a little do doohickey that went by the name of X-Band for oh, the yeah. Super We've Nintendo. we mentioned it a couple times. I just remember it mentioned it. Well, we might have said X-Band, but look, so here's what X-Band did, bro. That was a modem. For, so this ties that in cha- That changed the world for changed us. Changed the game. I had no email. This is when the internet started coming out. And our friend Mitch had the internet. He had AOL, which he had to write a letter to because he went in there with his name being AOL Guide. <laughs> and then pretend pretended like he was a, a moderator in the chat room as, as when he was like 12 or 13. He was so slick. Oh, my god! It was hilarious. And so anyway, so the reason I bring him up, because he had a screen um, – uh, screensaver of Beavis and Butthead, which is also a cool thing in the 90s. And MTV oh, yes. was really cool. MTV was was the was the thing to, to be watching. It was really cool back then, before they had all the, the garbage on it. Before it was the Ridiculous Channel, Ridiculousness Channel, which is a funny that, show. But that's pretty much all it is now. <laughs> yeah. There's so, no music videos on, music, on MTV no. anymore. It's not MTV at all anymore. And so I'd expand with a modem, and my name was like uh, Abnormal or something like that. And uh, so it, you play one-on-one. You could play the ones that I remember. Probably uh, most, a lot of sports games. I didn't really do that, but I, Mortal Kombat was slow. It like couldn't handle it. It was slow, but you could do it. You could play Mario Kart, which was cool, but you couldn't run over the little question marks to get the prize. Uh, no, you could. Yeah, you, you could do that. Sometimes you could. Sometimes you could. I don't remember because I remember hitting you somebody. Do, with, you couldn't do the battles. What was something with the running over the things. But anyway, I don't remember because some dude fired a green shell at me one time I was winning the race and fired it across the thing and hit me. And I was just like, dude, he's like, I got lucky with that green shell. But um, so he didn't talk. There was no voice and you couldn't even communicate. It would say you're connected to, you know, clear fire and it'll tell your state and your hometown and their state. And they have a little punt, a little tagline under it, 
whatever they wanted your whatever you wanted your cool thing to be. And then if you pushed up three times after the battle or before, you could talk typing back and forth with the controller. You know, I think they might have had a keyboard come out, but with the controller, you had to type with the controller. And when you connect, so uh, when you connect to that, oh, let me get back to the Beavis and Butthead. I knew I was missing something. The Beavis and Butthead thing. So you had an email too. You had four accounts, four accounts, and uh, you had email. And Mitch sent me the Beavis and Butthead screensaver to my ex. Band. And so what happens is when you check your email, say you have new mail, it doesn't talk. It just says that you pull it up and you can only have 10, 10, 10 emails. <clears throat> then you have to delete it. It reconnects to the server, loads up your new emails, delete those, reconnects to your server, load them email. So that, that Beavis and Butthead screensaver was just a bunch of garble. Because obviously it can't process that. It's not a, it doesn't have an operating system or anything. It's just, you know, not, it doesn't have Windows. <laughs> but, uh, it um had to delete like 50 emails. And I was like, Mitch, what did you just send me? And he's like, oh, it's a Beavis and Butthead screensaver. I said, oh, dude, no. Don't do that, man. I, this messes me up. So I made a lot of friends in all these clans and stuff by being a mail bomber. When somebody makes you mad or cheats at a game, you just bomb their email. with. Bombing so can't do nothing. We got to go through so, all the emails. So, one dude... uh Send me. I don't know how he got to talking, but he was like messing with me. Like I'm gonna, you, I'll quit messing with you if you answer this riddle. And he had some riddle that he wrote out. <clears throat> I know it's kind of weird, but that's how we did it. And um, I was like, just I said, dude, stop bothering me because I'm gonna send a virus to your X band if you don't quit bothering me. So of course he's like, oh, whatever. Excuse me. And um, and I was like, and I gave him so many warnings, dude. And then I finally said, all right. And I told Mitch, I said, hey, send a uh, send a Beavis and Butthead screensaver as many t- generously to this thing. He sent it like 50 times to this guy. <laughs> and his buddy was like, dude, please don't send that to me. I'll tell you the answer to the riddle if you want to. And I was just like, dude. I mean, that guy had to like spend hours deleting his emails because... But he has no idea it's a Beavis and Butthead screensaver. It looks like it's some. It looks like a some kind of weird programming. It does. So what it did is it ended up breaking down the image into code, into the the actual code mm-hmm. that it's written it. And of course, a lot of people back then didn't understand computers oh, as no. well. And no so it's idea. like images or you're right. playing a game or something like that. That's it. You it wasn't. You didn't know that there was code back there that produced the image. And so you get the code because the mailbox and X band couldn't show the image. It couldn't show JPEGs. It couldn't do that. It literally could all it could show was text. And so you get a text version of the image, which is just the code. If you don't know programming, when you read it, it looks like it's sending you a virus because it's just garble, gibberish, weird symbols and words and. Oh, it's uh, so great. Yeah, dude. And so if you saw, so you had clans in there as well. I think my clan was called the Anarchist, and I joined somebody's clan. And then I was like, dude, I need to be the co-leader. Can I be the co-leader? And he's like, yeah, sure. So I was a co-leader of Anarchist and our Anarchy or something. And if you signed up for a match and it paired you and you saw 
somebody with U star D, which stood for ultimate division, you were going to lose. These were like the pros, dude. And they, you could not, if you, in order to win, you had to, in order to be in the group, you had to beat one of them. <laughs> you couldn't even beat them. They were so good, dude. They knew all the tricks, man. They'd be making, they were like streamers, you know, they knew all the, the mechanics of the game. And, uh, and so one guy named Meat Hook, U star D, he he said, check out my profile. I got your clan on there. I was like, oh, he's repping A. He's repping the A, which is what we were. So that was such a proud moment in a little 13-year-old's life that Meat Hook is repping us. So that was a super uh, great memory, dude. That was so fun. I'd go in my room, turn the black light on. Dude, I thought I was such, like a hacker or something, just connecting <laughs> to the to the to the cyber world. <laughs> so that's how that's how strange we were to oh, that yeah. though. That's so cool. Now we're sitting here talking face to face. Like we're not even face to face, but we're on a video chat. I mean it's face to face. Technically it's face to face now, you know, because yeah. that's what you have to do. You can't be face to face. You have to social distance all that. But uh <laughs> I know. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing though, man. So those were some of the greatest memories for me, man, that I that I really remember back in that time that you know, you really wonder if it's rose tinted glasses because you were a kid, right? And you know, you're kind of kind of immune to the horrors of the world because you didn't know any better and if and you really don't not that we think about that all the time, but you know them, you know, they taint you a little bit, they taint your perspective a little bit. So well, That's I mean, the benefit about being a kid, man, and not having access to all this information all the time. I, I, exactly. I mean, you got to think about it. The way that we heard about, like, one, the Oklahoma City bombing, we had to hear it through the news. And, of course, us hearing it through the news, it was actually a couple hours after it already started when we finally hear about it. You know, because it's a federal building that got bombed. And so... That, that kind of stuff, you it took you forever to hear about it. Now, when it happens, probably as soon as it's happening, you're already hearing and getting a news alert on your phone. I mean, there's even things now on your phone that if a child gets hit, kidnapped, it automatically hits your phone. You know, these amber alerts, these silver alerts, these all these extreme weather alerts, you know, it hits you as soon as it happens. Whereas back then... If you weren't near a TV to catch the news, you're not going to hear about it. It was just so, it's just so different to think about that and how much things have advanced and changed in our lifetime. Oh, yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah. So, well, I think I'm going to appreciate this modern Final Fantasy here in the next few minutes. It's different. On my PS5. <laughs> because you've bragged on it so much. I mean, I'll say you this. Don't, and you don't brag on many games. No, I don't. Um, I will say this. It's different. It's not a typical Final Fantasy in the play style, but it is a typical Final Fantasy in the story. And the story, to me, was such a well-done story that it, it sucked me in. I haven't finished it yet because I'm only playing it with my son. Because he loves it so much. He loves watching it. I'm literally at the last thing because it says when you go to start it, it's like, have you done everything you want to do? Because once yeah. you do this, you can't go back. Yeah. And I'm at the last one of those because there's only like three of them that happened. I'm at the very last one. And so I've just got to do, there's two little side quests I got to do before I go. And those two little side quests help me get the last materials that I need to make the 
best sword in the first playthrough. Because the good thing about it is, is you got to play through it twice to get all of the possible weapons and armors. Okay. So that's what's good about it. You actually have to do that. So, um, and like I said on Hollywood, I, I don't platinum games. I'm not a trophy player. I'm going to platinum Final Fantasy 16. Going to. Oh, I want yeah. to. It just, it, I want to bad because it's just, to me, that. Does it got difficulty levels? Mm, yes and no. Like you can't um, select hard, you know, that kind of stuff, a normal no, hard. It's so okay, good. You you basically either do story mode or do oh, yeah. um action mode. The story only mode probably difference is. between them is in story mode, they pre equip you with some things to make the fighting basically a button masher. And in action mode, they're not equipped. They're in your inventory. You get them, but they're not equipped. That's okay. really the only difference between the two. Well, I'm going to go check it out here. So You'll enjoy it. It's, it's great. Like I said, fun. it's a story. It's great. Clive is an awesome protagonist. Just everything in it is just... You're like, oh, wow, I finally get a good Final Fantasy story. And two, it's... It's not modernized like Final Fantasy 15 where you had cars and vehicles in it. Your old school swords, bows, arrows, that kind of stuff. You know, you're back to things like that. Cool. And the way they do the summons, they call them icons. Oh my gosh, dude. They're awesome. Cool. Well, all right. Appreciate you guys sharing in some memories for this Thanksgiving holidays. I know, i got to go check my turkeys now, see if they're cool enough to put in the fridge so I can take them <laughs> to lunch tomorrow. All right, well, hope you guys have a good Thanksgiving, and we'll catch you next time. Later. Take care, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving.